All right, what's up, Michigan? My name is Lauren Plant. Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hangtime, Michigan's podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's basketball. Blue Devils play NAIA Division II level hoops, and at the time of this recording, Lawrence Tech was 8-1 and one at home this season. Great atmosphere here on campus. LTU participates in the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, and you can live the dream of playing college basketball. Coach Pickens has told us that you can recruit yourself by going to l2athletics.com and clicking on the Recruit Yourself link. Hangtime Michigan is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA Needs Officials. The gentleman we have on with us, I'm sure, would agree. <laughs> and uh, it's great part-time pay, and you can stay connected to the game we all love. Visit MHSAA.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard is the official military supporter of the MHSAA and a supporter of Hangtime, as are the great physical therapy and sports medicine pros with the Detroit Medical Center Check out our Game Changer segments on the network. Great tips on making you a better, faster, stronger, healthier athlete. They're quick and they are chock full of really great information. The entire playlist is on our State Champs Network social media pages and our State Champs YouTube channel. And if you are in pain or injured for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash game changers. You cannot get better care anywhere. Okay, this is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Hangtime Digital Show. TJ Kelly is here with me and joining us for this week's Chalk Talk, sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan, are two head coaches who go head-to-head in the Michigan Independent Athletic Conference Blue Division. So from Plymouth Christian Academy, uh, Matt Wendell. Hello, Matt. Gentlemen, good to see you. All right, great to have you here. And from Auburn Hills, Oakland Christian, Dennis Hopkins. How are you today, sir? Good. Thank you for asking. All right, fantastic. Well, first off, it's great to have State Champs and BCAM back together. And a big reason why is so that we can make our audience aware of the One Team campaign. And that was launched this season by the coaches. And uh, this endeavor is an effort to promote unity among teams, schools, and communities. And when Dan Young sent me a text that said, you two were having a unity game, I said, well, State Champs is going to be there. And uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you. Can you talk about the overall idea of this initiative, why it's important, and ultimately how this Unity game came together between both you guys? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when in the discussion with the board of directors and Dan, uh, we're, we're just in a world right now where we're so focused on our differences. And um, basketball and really sport in general is one of those things that can really bring uh, people together. So why not use uh, this platform that we have and the sport that we love to um, just generate some positive change and focus on the positive and the things that we uh, enjoy together. So um, Dennis and I both uh, are heavily involved with BCAM and um, whether we be in person or, or over the phone, decided to schedule uh, one of our games to be a unity game just to to help the cause. So Fantastic. Well, Coach, this uh, Coach Hopkins, this was in your house. Uh, tell us what took place and how it was received. So I th- there were a couple different um, First, when we had the national anthem, we were every other uh, teams were mixed, coaches were mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, an added component that we have is the spiritual side. And so uh, we're able to come together as a group, uh, pray with each other. Nice. Um, just 
the teams battle each other twice a year on the basketball right. side. And a lot of these guys are playing other sports, so they're battling right. at other times in the year. So right. we thought it would be a good idea to have these uh, have this as a game where uh, there's an opportunity to kind of bring the two schools together. Uh, we have some common beliefs and uh, just making everyone understand that, uh, you know, it's a game of basketball and uh, we can come together and we can compete, but we can do it in the right way. And and uh, be brothers. Oh, I agree. And I, you know, I think it's great. And I encourage anyone watching and getting your teams to do this. You know, it, it may sound like just not big things, and they aren't really big things that you have to do, uh, but they can make a big difference. And um, I'm going to be asking both of you individually, uh, but, and we do this every week with our coaches. Every week, we're asking about the coaching journey. Uh, that you've taken in your life. Uh, what motivated you? Who influenced you? What brought you to coaching? And describe your passion for wanting to continue to do it. We'll start with you, Coach Wendell. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm still a relatively young coach. I started my varsity um, tenure at PCA here at 21 years old. So uh, sitting at year seven right now. And um, the biggest one's my dad. I uh, grew up just being my coach. He's currently serving as our girls varsity coach as well. So a fun dynamic um, with that. And, you know, just, just generally, um, you know, there's a lot of people, whether it be directly or indirectly, Dennis being one of them, who, um, who's impacted me, you know, while kind of having my feet in the fire. Uh, Josh Baker at Southfield Christian for a long time in the MIAC, uh, just being able to see what he does and how he runs a program. Uh, Dan Young's been being big for me uh, with his, um, you know, representation with the VCAM. Uh, you know, I, I think of guys like, uh, TJ Rosen at, at PGC and the podcast that he puts out. Um, but just a lot of guys locally that um, it's, it's, it, that definitely is a brotherhood. I think coaches want to see each other be successful. So um, that's a, that's a big impact for me in my career for sure. All right. How about you coach? Started early. Uh, crazy as it sounds uh, watching a uh, Dean Smith for uh, North Carolina team play against Georgetown back in the Ewing Days, which uh, I'm sure is long before Matt was able to in, enjoy any of that kind of stuff. But uh, wanted to, wanted we to. We did, we did, we yeah, did. Yeah, those were some great games. But yeah, uh, just uh, I think it was about ten at the time. Wanted to get into coaching. I I, I thought it was an oh. awesome profession. I grew up in a family that was not athletic, so I can't ex I, I can't say I experienced any of that. Um, and I had a great great high school coach, and then went off to college. Uh, actually didn't play basketball, but one season in college, played soccer instead. But I uh, got into it. Uh, 96 was my first full year of getting into it after getting out of college. I think I'm 27 different seasons at this point with pre- and post-college experiences. And um, my high school coach, uh, Jim Slate, was a big influence for me. My college soccer coach actually was a big influence uh, in regards to the idea of coaching. And then uh, I spent two years with Kempe, and so just learned a lot there as well. Uh, and then, you know, coming here to Oakland Christian, the first couple of years I was here, I was under Ed Melberg, who's a Hall of Famer with BCAM. So a lot of influences there. And then now it's just about the relationships that I have, um, you know, with high school and college guys and, and being able to just text back and forth with guys and talk about what their teams are doing, what my team's doing, and the level not being – uh, the level not being something that is a discussion. It's about the game of basketball, you know, right. being able to have that conversation with, you know, 
is it a middle school coach that you're talking about hoops with, which I've done, but then texting with a division one coach that we're all seeing on TV and yet we're just talking basketball. So uh, it's a great experience. I think it's a great profession. It has definitely changed in the 27 seasons that I've been a part of it. Uh, and it's just being able to adapt and change as it goes. And at the end, understanding it's about, about, about student athletes and what can we do for them. I agree wholeheartedly. TJ. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, one thing that I love about small schools is that you have so many multi-sport athletes. Coach Hopkins, you talk about uh, playing soccer, you know, and I mean, even me, I covered basketball, but when I was in high school, which was a larger school, but I still played, you know, I was a better hockey player than I was a basketball player. Uh, I was like, free golf. Come on, I, who beats that? You know, let, let's go ahead and do that. You know, then also playing baseball. But I lived across the street from the school. And so when maybe they were a little bit shorthanded on the, on the soccer team, you know, I would go ahead and you know, all of a sudden I'd be in my umbros and I'm running around a couple of miles uh, in, a, in a game and stuff like that. But I really enjoyed it. And one thing that I think that playing multi-sports is you bring guys in that maybe wouldn't necessarily play that sport or you don't have specialized guys that are specialized in sports and I think that you know as you're starting a family and and you and you've got children and stuff like that let's say they don't want to play basketball I think it's great that hey I played baseball before I played basketball I played you know multi different sports so you can lend a hand as far as uh, coaching a little league team or however you however far you want to carry on your coaching uh, with your kids uh, but you know I think that that's so important just being a multi sport athlete um, you get to train different muscles when you're watching other sports it's not like uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about tennis because I never played tennis or anything like that. I think that just seeing people compete and the camaraderie, the brotherhood that goes along with it, is so huge. And you know, at the same time, you get to talk sports, you get to play sports. I, to me, that that was always a dream. You know, I wanted to be that guy that Mel Allen was talking about in in Twib Notes and stuff like that. Obviously, it didn't happen. Again, Matt but, doesn't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. this week, this weekend, this weekend baseball. How about yeah. that? You know, it's, it's it's great stuff. But yeah, you can find all that stuff on YouTube and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Hats off to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I agree with you. The, uh, the multi-sport is a big deal. I think it's about can we get kids to learn how to compete uh, and whatever they're doing, giving their best effort uh, and just competing to their to their best potential that they have. Like, you know, you, you played multiple sports. I played multiple, you know, and, and yeah, I got two kids that play basketball, but I have a daughter that had, wanted to have nothing to do with it. She was probably the smartest of the bunch, but uh, she's off playing college volleyball. So uh, nice. it's about them doing their best and giving their best effort. Uh, and that's I think I think Matt think this that that's a little bit of a challenge with a small school because you got a, you've got that kid that's maybe sold out to basketball, but then you got that kid that's trying to figure out how he can get out the door so quickly because he's got that baseball workout he's got to get to or a soccer tournament he's got to get to. So it's got some challenges to it. But I think if we do it right, it's better for the kids in the end. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And Matt, I, I, I can ask you, too. I went to a small Catholic school in in L.A., Los Angeles. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we had so I was a three sport athlete. I was football, soccer, baseball. We have soccer in the winter in California because we don't have winter. Uh, and so it was great. Uh, but for our soccer team, which we're always low in numbers because that's basketball season uh, in L.A., um, you know, we'd have to go recruit because we're limited in population that we have and we know who the athletes are. So I'm sitting there trying to recruit, you know, all my football buddies like, hey, man, play soccer. 
soccer. We need we need some guys uh, to come out to the, for the team. So that can be obviously a challenge um, because again, you want your athletes competing, and then once they do it, and and again, we all know this the the huge benefits of being multi sport athletes, uh, not only to help prevent injury because you're more you're you know you're better conditioned overall, um, but it's just a it's a terrific experience all the way around. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I, and uh, like Dennis said, I, I, I'll shout out Churchill High School in Livonia. That's where I graduated, and I played uh, four sports there, uh, basketball, baseball, football, and track. Um, and it, it's part of our – it has to be part of our culture as a small school. Uh, you know, if we don't have multi-sport participation, we don't have programs. So, uh, Lauren, like you mentioned, there's a lot of different, hey, I'll play your sport if you help play my sport because we, we need guys on both ends. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think it just helps, especially in the, in the world of specialization – I think, uh, you know, there's just more burnout. There's more expectations when, when parents are paying for the, the club stuff. And kids just generally have a, a really good grasp, well-rounded, uh, when they play multiple sports. Uh, and it's great to see. So, um, you know, I, I saw a stat just recently, the six quarterbacks that were just recently in the uh, left in the NFL playoffs, every single one of them was at least two or three sports. Um, so the, the, the rhetoric is that you need to specialize to, to go far, and that's really not the case at all. Um, so it's important for kids to know that to get involved in multiple things, it's going to, it's going to be better for you in the long run with physically, mentally, emotionally, um, you know, big proponent for multi-sport participation. Yeah. I think that what, to go on what you're saying, you know, to push people together. And the other thing is you get to Lauren, you're talking about, Hey, you come play basketball, you know, you come play football, play, play soccer and stuff like that. You know, you get some delegation that's going on there, you know, and, and trying to, you know, I'm not even saying persuade them, but you yeah. know, Hey, 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 come on. Hey, you're my brother. Come on, let's go. That's you right. know? And I think that, uh, you know, it, it builds unity, but it also brings strength um, especially with kids and especially with nowadays where they've got so many other things that are pulling them away where it's, it's almost like an escape for a lot of, t- for a lot of times for that 45 minutes, for that hour, hour and a half where, I mean, it, it's, it's unbeatable. It's unreplaceable. And I'll tell you what, when you get to 22 years old, 20 years old, you're not going to be able to get 20 of your buddies to go out there and say, Hey, let's play pickup football. You know, a lot of the times, I mean, you'll be at, you'll, you'll have to go find other guys at the Y or whatever other gym. And, you know, and you're playing with other guys that, you know, they might have played off uh, multiple sports, but now they're here in their lunch break or after work mm-hmm. or whatever it, whatever else it is. But, it, you know, it, it bridges that gap of, hey, I don't know you and you don't know me, but you know what? We have this together. And I think that that's huge, yeah. um, not only for, you know, just growing up, but, it, you know, in the game of life. So I, I greatly appreciate what you guys are doing, and uh, I'd definitely like to make it out to your next game. When do you, when do you guys play next? Uh, you mean against each other? I, that yes. would be yeah. what was, what's that date, Matt? I know it's your place. It's actually what your homecoming, I believe. Yeah, we we co-op football, so we um uh you know our fall homecoming is with Luke Luke and Westland, so we do a winter homecoming. Uh, it's February 11th, so it'll be it'll be rocking over at PCA. It's a, it'll be a good game to come to. Well, before we let you guys go, we're talking with Plymouth Christian uh, head coach Matt Window and Oakland Christian head coach Dennis Hopkins. Um, just quickly, uh, and we'll start with you, uh, Coach Hopkins. Just talk a little bit about your team uh, this season, and um, you know what? What uh, I, I know that uh, you know we're still a ways to go here, but uh, uh, kind of you know your thoughts on on this group, and uh, maybe you want to shout out a few of your kids. Yeah. So uh, right now we're. 
we're four and five. Um, the way I would describe our team is young and experienced, um, but learning and improving each day. Uh, we have only senior, and we only really have one returning starter from last year, Jack Curry, who's having a great year for us. Um, I think la I'm trying to think. Last week, he averaged 21 a game over the course of the week. Uh, just doing a great job as an undersized post for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of sophomores. I've got a bunch of sophomores that are playing a lot and a few juniors as well. And like I said, just one senior. So it's been a, a growing experience uh, and we have some great moments. And then we've got some moments that are like, oh, boy, uh, did we forget what we're doing there? But uh, it's just a daily growth that we're seeing. In that We're excited with what they're doing. Uh, but. But I'm excited to really see, you know, where we're going to be end of the season, how much growth we're able to get out of it. So mm -hmm. that's where we're at. Interesting. Uh, you know, last year, uh, Coach Wendell, when you when you invited, you were like, well, why don't you come out to this regional uh, that we've got going on? We're taking on Detroit Douglas, uh, you know, and, uh, of course, uh, we all knew that, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Pierre Brooks was uh, taking care of business, uh, you know, and ended up winning Mr. Basketball. And uh, but, uh, you know, I was excited to, to, you know, see you said you think that you guys would compete. You did the shot rimmed out that would have beat them, uh, you know, and uh, they, they did go on to win. But um, obviously you you told us uh, before we, we started that uh, this is, you know, a lot of that group has graduated, but you've got a new group that you're pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, and um, so we graduated eight seniors last year. Uh, the one star that we returned um, is Chibion Wuna, who's um, six, 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 seven, two, two thirty. He just uh, actually committed as a preferred walk-on at the University of Michigan for football. Um, so we're really excited for him. He's a, he's a a man amongst boys sometimes out there. Um, so and he's averaging a double double for us right now this year. Um, and but we, with the guys we have, uh, there's a lot of talent. Uh, so we're we're kind of. Uh, early on, especially, it was it was more culture stuff than X's and O's that we were working through, um, and we're starting to get that buy-in and and uh, the talents, um, you know, showing. So it's we're excited about it. We're we're battling some injury right now, but uh, we got a guy in Jordan Scott who's a junior. Um, he's averaging 25 a game right now, um, just really smooth at point guard position, and uh, he's kind of getting uh, getting used to you know trying to distribute uh, and help himself get open in other situations as teams start to scout us a little bit more. Um, we have another kid, Nate Pearson, who's a junior. Uh, he actually dropped 45 points and tied the school record against Inner City Baptist a couple weeks ago. Um, so just a lethal shooter, but can score to, um, in a number of different ways. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're fun to watch because we play a, a lot of different ways and try to teams on their heels and uh, we have fun doing it. So uh, anyway, I'm excited for what, you know, getting healthy first off, but um, you know, we have uh, a couple of different goals that we're trying to reach. We've never won a regional title. We've always run into a, a Detroit Douglas or, you know, those good Southfield Christian teams. Um, and we'll run into Southfield Christian again in a regional final potentially. So um, we lost to uh, them by four at their place earlier this year. So we potentially have two more matchups with them this year and we're excited to see what we can do. So Great stuff, great stuff. All right, fantastic. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you both for coming on. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. And uh, once again, we appreciate everything you're doing, not just for the sport of basketball, for BCAM and for the coaches. So uh, thanks again, and uh, good luck. Thanks so much. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, guys. Thank All you. Right.
All right, once again, we thank Coach Wendell and Coach Hopkins for joining us. All right, time to get into some rankings talk before we go. Uh, But before we do that, I want to tell you the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards are seeking student-athletes to nominate right now. If you are an elite student-athlete, and when I say elite, I mean first-team All-State, but you've got some good grades, you represent leadership for your team and your community, you could be nominated for the most prestigious high school award in the state. Cassius Winston was a male athlete of the year. Aiden Hutchinson was a male athlete of the year. Several others. Uh, This is the 26th year of the awards. Download the application at DACAthleteoftheyear.com. You cannot be nominated unless you apply. We also thank our newest supporter, the Goodman Acker Law Firm. During the most difficult times of your life at Goodman Acker, you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. Experienced, ethical, aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman Acker on State Champs. They will provide you with a free assessment of your case. Goodman Acker, good decision. Call 1-800-TRUSTED. We thank all of our partners in supporting the Hang Time Podcast. Okay, TJ, your latest rankings are up now at statechampsnetwork.com. One team we have not talked a lot about is U of D Jesuit. You have them currently ranked number five in the state. And uh, as always, uh, we're always exchanging texts over the weekend as the basketball results uh, come in. And um, I'll tell you, I, I think it's without question the most dynamic player in the state is Mr. Sonny Wilson. I love Sonny Wilson. Uh, just ability to take over the game uh, was phenomenal uh, this past week. Um, versus in the win versus Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, just he's he's got that it factor, um, you know. And I think that sometimes we try to compare different players to different players. To me, there's a lot of Caitlin Lucas and Sonny Wilson. Mm. Um, I know that. Uh, let's say this: Michigan State likes him, but they just got a point guard, so he probably won't be going. Or in the two, in the excuse me, the 2023 class, so they're probably yeah. not. You know, going to go out there and recruit him um, like they might uh, just because they already have that position filled. Yeah, Sonny a junior right now. And, uh, yeah, Sonny is, you know, his ability to rebound, he defends, he takes that that tough check uh, defensive Mm -hmm. assignment. Um, You know, just being able to shoot the ball really well. Like Kalen Lucas, he spends a lot of time at the free throw Mm -hmm. line. Um, And, you know, go back 15 years ago, and I think it's kind of like pretty appropriate to bring him up as well as, you know, him being also in the Catholic League as Kalen was in the the Orchard or was at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. But yeah, um, really like him. I also like uh, Charles Turner. Um, doing a great job of of being that outside perimeter shooter, also hit, being able to hit the boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Mutebi uh, is a forward who um, can really come up with some big defensive plays, as well as hitting, the, you know, as far as hitting the boards. Uh, came up with a, a couple big block shots in that win over Orchard Lake St. Mary's as well. And then they've got some younger guys who we'll talk about, Xavier Johnson and stuff like that, as their time comes along. Yep. Don't want to rush anything, you know, too fast. Right. Uh, but yeah, also hats off to Pat Donnelly. Hard to say that he's not um, the top coach, top three, definitely a top five coach um, in the state of in Michigan. In the state, yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, how he is trending, um, I'm sure that, uh, you know, further down the road, uh, you know, when he grabs, you know, he gets a few more gray hairs, uh, you know, that they'll be getting a, you know, he'll be getting a call from BCAM and saying, hey, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Any uh, big shakeups in your top 25 or a lot of movement? Uh, you know what? 
Uh, Williamston, number one. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, number yep. two. That stays the same. Yeah. Um, King moved up to number three. UD Jesuit did beat King, so I did have them uh, a little bit higher than them. Uh, Ferndale beat, wound up be- beating UD Jesuit. Uh, they had a big – Ferndale had a big win uh, at North Farmington. I am really valuing road wins, um, road losses. Uh, you know, you got to be able to protect your home – um, as far as being a highly ranked team, um, we saw that uh, yesterday with Warren De La Salle, or excuse me, Tuesday with mm-hmm. Warren De La Salle. We saw that on Friday uh, versus the University of Detroit Jesuit. Uh, Catholic Central has done a really great job, uh, and they are really motoring up. And I tell you what, uh, again, I will say it, I think that we will probably see two teams in the Division One semifinals from the Catholic League Central, uh, which speaks vo- volumes. I'm sure that Vic Michaels is already has his uh, hotel room uh, yeah. right next door already reserved uh, to um, the Breslin Center. Um, uh, at least I would if I was running the show at the uh, Catholic League. Um, but, yeah, uh, phenomenal what they're doing. Um, King Renaissance, Cast Tech, they get to play their little series here in the next – you know, 10 days or well, I guess we're right in the middle of it yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's, that's also huge. I really like what Flint Carmen Hainsworth is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they will play grand blank in the very near future. And as we talked about them on the show, uh, you know, we can expect Saginaw Valley or excuse me, uh, the Cavs to uh, wind up, you know, amongst the top one or two um, in the Saginaw Valley. But yeah, yeah shout out to Makai Ellison uh, doing a fantastic job. Jay Witham's doing a fantastic job there. Um, but yeah, we've got, a lot we, of parity in this state. Yeah, and we got a big game coming up, too, that uh, we'll be covering on State Champs on Tuesday between Williamston and East Lansing. That's going to be huge. East Lansing ranked in the top 20. Uh, have they had a, a full set of team? you know, their, their entire team uh, with them the entire season? Uh, no, just because you've got some guys that have, with COVID, you know, right. have had to step out. But yeah, these these team these team two teams know each other extremely well. I really like AJ Taylor for what he's doing with uh, or excuse me with helping out with uh, East Lansing's team. Um, adds another dynamic, uh, a senior leadership, um, which they don't have this year really. Um, they have Mason Woods, but then uh, they also lost uh, Ethan Dunn, um, who was their big fellow, who is. You know, supposed to anchor the middle, but wind up going to prep school. And so, uh, you know, but it's great to see A.J. Taylor uh, step up. And Ray Mitchell is doing a fantastic job with them as well. Yeah, and we'll see if uh, Williamston can again hang on to that number one ranking. We will see. We will see. Bullseye let's, on their back. Yes, let's see if Williamston wants to make it easy for uh, for T.J. Kelly and his rankings uh, yeah, next yes. week so I don't have to move around that, yeah. number, that number one or figure out where East Lansing is going to go. If everybody could just win out for the rest of the season, which obviously isn't going to happen, right. my job would be a lot easier. Yeah, no. Now, I have a feeling this is going to be one of the most chaotic uh, stretch runs that we have as far as teams uh, falling just because, again, of the parity in the I league, like so. chaos. Yes, exactly. Controlled chaos. <laughs> Controlled chaos. All right, that's all the time we have for this week's Hangtime Michigan podcast. Please check out the Hangtime digital, vi- digital video talk show for recaps, TJ's takes. He talked about unsigned seniors this week, and there's a lot of them. Uh, so great conversation there. Uh, the show premieres Fridays all over the State Champs social media pages and the website, statechampsnetwork.com as well as our free streaming app. For TJ Kelly, I'm Lauren Plant, and we will see you. See you.